Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Adventures in Hellworld presents Who Shot JFK? Who shot JFK? Who shot JFK? It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Hellworld presents Who Shot JFK, aka It Was Lee Harvey Oswald. You idiots! And we now have a new intro thanks to one of our uh, followers. I believe it's Eric. I'm, I'm trying to give the credit to, and I hope I got that right because I'll feel ashamed if I don't. But we don't edit anything here, so I'm not even going to look it up. Just winging it. And of course, I am joined by Haley, my Solidad O'Brien, to my insane Rob Reiner. Um, hello, listeners, and thank you to whoever made that. That was the first time I heard it, and it made me laugh. I'm dressed for the holiday. Yes, uh, Haley is wearing her Lee Harvey Oswald mugshot uh, t-shirt, which is awesome. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> I specifically requested this because I knew we were doing this episode. And also, I've I've become Lee Harvey Oswald pilled in the sense that he did it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, you go into the Kennedy assassination with ambivalence, and then you're just like, "Oh wait, no, it was just Oswald." So, like, really, like, it's like, it's like one of the, and that's, it's like the again, it's like the reverse of the Soledad O'Brien gimmick she's playing in her in her in their show, where she's just like, "Now I'm coming at this totally objectively," and Rob Reiner's just absolute crazy talk, just. <laughs> Like I love making this statement. Just Rob Reiner's just unzipping himself and having tens of thousands of spiders pour out of his human suit. And Soledad O'Brien is just like interesting, interesting. Rob, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, Patsy I is defined as. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
the the one thing that makes me so angry, besides all the lies and all the like cherry picking of information and evidence in their podcast. The one thing that is just enraging every time I hear it is when Rob says, now, Soledad, I want you to read this because it's very obvious he knows he's on like a 10 minute jag and this is a two voice podcast. So he's like, I got to get the other voice in. So Soledad, let me take a breather here and hit my vape pen. You, (laughs) toots, dame, broad, you do a little talking for a moment for the people while I while I rest my vocal cords so I can bitch more about uh, Joe Giannetti, Giannetti's or whoever he was. <laughs> I mean, it's just oh my god! I, it just I, I, the idea of telling someone else, "Hey, read this for me." It's just so patronizing <laughs> to me. It's like it'd be like if me and Haley had like notes for this episode here, and. I talked for like five minutes and I'm like, Hey, Hey, Haley, Haley, read, read, read the notes, read some of the show notes for the, for the audience. I, I, I gotta go take a pee. I gotta mute my microphone. I'm, I'm not Vivek, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to hit the head and then I'll be right back. You read something for the, for the audience. Like do your job, little lady. It's like, Oh my God. It's just and then her job is basically just to kind of affirm what, Rob had just said, she's like, so Rob, I'm going to need you to repeat that very slowly and very clearly. And then he does. And then he just kind of, he, she, she, this is how every episode ends is that we listen to Rob's very long, his, the theme of the episode and like all the conspiracies that he's kind of just asking questions about. Um, and then at the end, Soledad will be like, all right, Rob, so I'm going to need you to summarize all this. And he kind of quickly, like, checklists everything that just happened in the episode in one quick sentence to make it sound like an even bigger conspiracy. And that's her job, is to just make Rob seem more correct than he is. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and again, like... uh I think the next episode is the first time we ever get pushback from her against him. So it's like episode five Mm. in this podcast series is the first time she pushes back. And let me tell you, listener, Rob crushes her in response. (laughs) Like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) It's not quite that bad, but it's close. It really is. He's like, you want me to cut you like the other guy? We've made cuts on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll write you out. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I'm Rob Reiner. I'm King Fuck of Shit Mountain. I'll let you know that. It's like, oh my god. It's like Rob, Rob, no, put put the gun down, Rob. Calm down. You have so much to live for. It's like, so that if you're regretting this podcast and feel like you're being held hostage, come on our pod and talk to us about it. (laughs) Or or just interview me. Like, let me present the other side. I won't. We don't even have to do twelve episodes. I, me, you. You can talk to me for like, I don't know, two hours. You can edit it down to 45 minutes. I'll hit all the notes. I promise. Um, I'll go over the magic bullet in legit. Because this is the main thing for me in in these podcasts. Every video, every book, anything that involves the Kennedy assassination, if you don't jump in feet first with the sequence of the shots, where they came from, and all this stuff, I think you're dishonest. I just think you're dishonest because to me, you're trying to condition the audience into accepting your narrative to get to where you need to get them. So you can start telling them the bullshit about your sequencing. 
it's like out of shadows where you literally have these two stuntmen and this one other crank talking about MK Ultra and Operation Paperclip and all this stuff. And it like uh Out of Shadows is like a 90-minute quote unquote movie. And Liz Crokin doesn't show up until like the last half hour of it, and then they bust out Pizzagate. And it's just like two-thirds of the movie was just priming you to accept Pizzagate. That's all it was. And uh, Rich Man's Trick, which is one of my favorite absolutely nutso Kennedy assassination things, they literally like have the limo turning on the Elm Street, and then the guy's like, first, I need to give you a little backstory. And it's like, no, no, you don't. Tell me where the shots were coming from and who fired them. Just, just, just go. And then the guy goes into H.W. Bush and this, that, the other thing. And when they get back to Daily Plaza, the dude has 10 gunshots fired at Kennedy. And in an offhanded statement, he says that 16 shots were fired in total, which is so cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. When again, the vast majority of witnesses said there were three shots. There were a smaller minority of witnesses who heard four shots and almost nobody heard more than four. Like once you go past four shots, you are already going into cuckoo bananas land. Nobody and heard a machine guy, gun. Yeah, there was no, no machine heard, gun reports. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, like no one, like the, the guy from the grassy knoll was just, just like spraying an AR-15 into <laughs> nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, you just seeing, like, bullet strikes hitting the door of the limo. Big, 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 big. <laughs> and then Kennedy's head explodes. And then, like, and then, and then they just runs more bullets along the trunk. Because, like, I just can't stop shooting. It just <laughs> riddles the limo with bullets. It's just, like, so ridiculous. But, yeah, like, you just have this nonsense. And they got to condition you for it. Which is why I think episode um, eight is when they finally get to Daily Plaza. And I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and it's just like, I don't know what they're doing. I, I haven't listened to it yet. Cause, cause I'm, we, we had, we had our little um, scheduling conflicts, the, the holidays, that kind of stuff. So we, we skipped a week and I had originally delusionally believed that I was just going to lump episodes four and five together. Cause they suck. But, the Reiners need to name drop 1 million people in every episode. His constant expansion of the JFK assassination conspiracy cinematic universe is so brutal that he introduces my- characters just to say one line. He's like, here's David Talbot just to say that he believes Lee Harvey Oswald was a spy. And then you hear him come in. And he's like, I believe Lee Harvey Oswald was a spy. And then that's the last you hear of him. It's like, <laughs> why did you do that? Why did I need to look up this guy? <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it's like the, uh, the poor old Phil. It's like the Secret Service agent Phil Landis who had that weird story about <laughs> finding the bullet after Jackie stood up where Rob's just yelling, Phil, Phil, now tell me what happened on the day Kennedy died. Well, Sonny, it was a terrible day in Dallas. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Phil. <laughs> I can hear you, but you can't hear me, which is why I'm yelling at you, you old man. Okay, Rob. It's just like, oh my God. But yeah, it's just that. Like, There's just this constant growing of the narrative. There's just this world building that will never end. And... Uh, 
I think this is a 10 episode series. It might be 12, but even if it's 12, buddy, you got to tighten this up. You, you can't, you can't have, uh, you can't have a game of Thrones sized universe and wrap it up in 12 episodes. You're just going to leave so many plot points dangling. It's, it's ridiculous. They um, just occasionally bring the JFK fax guy in to say like one sentence. It's like, why is he even here? Because he's, he's he's a guy who has a website that pro- that <laughs> promotes the conspiracy theory view of the assassination, which is great. Uh, oh, so uh, right before we dig into this episode, we've already been just like riffing for ten minutes here, but whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, Haley brought up that Gerald Posner, who wrote the book Case Closed, actually is on Twitter posting about how he was interviewed for this thing. And then they just cut him because he's promoting the Oswald did it side of this thing. And that was just no bueno for them. And Posner was pretty bummed out about that because he thought this was going to be an even handed pod where they were going to take both sides of the conversation and weigh them against each other and see like what people thought and not so much, not so much. It was really more just sort of, uh, we're here to promote that Kennedy was murdered by a conspiracy. We're not going to have your Oswald low nut crankery yucking our yum. So, uh, calm down, buddy. I think this email to Reiner that Reiner sent him (sighs) is so just, everybody should keep this in mind when listening to the podcast. If you're forced to listen, if you, if you think you have to listen to it, is that on the day the podcast premiered, Rob uh, Reiner emailed Posner and said, like, the thrust of the series was for me to make my case as to what I believe happened. Uh, in putting it all together, we found that our discussion, because we fundamentally disagree, didn't move my interpretation of events uh, forward. So sorry to say we wound up not using our conversation. And it's like, okay, so we know what you're doing here. <laughs> and remember, so that's the email that Rob sent where he's like, this is about me promoting the conspiracy theory agenda. Remember like the opening episodes, Rob was like, we're going to lay out all the evidence mm-hmm. and we're going to see where it takes us. And, and now he's just like, Oh yeah, by the way, I cut the Oswald did it guy by, I, I just cut him out of the show. Cause I don't want to give out all the evidence. I just want to fucking riff about how a bunch of pilled comedians in the 1960s, made me a jfk nut and i've had that squirrel running around in my brain for the last 60 years and that's just what this spot's about i just had to let this i had to let that squirrel go because i'm Mm -hmm. I'm rich i'm famous and i can do these things and i roped poor soledad o'brien into being my flunky for this shit and the other thing that was awesome was that uh, when I was looking at that, uh, Michael Lombardi, who was in the Bill Belichick sphere of influence in the NFL and has like on his bio, like, I got Super Bowl rings. Boom. I'm a man. It's like, buddy, you were within 10 miles of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. By default, you're going to get a Super Bowl ring handed to you at some point. Like, I could have been a fucking janitor at, at Foxborough Stadium and I could have got a ring. You didn't do anything, Mike. Calm down. Your your football takes were mediocre at best. And Michael Lombardi was like, hey, pause your debate this guy. And had a link to some guy with like 2,000 followers on YouTube who was like, I'm a nut. And it's just like, oh, my God. It's like, so uh, Mike Lombardi, I, I got to find out that Mike Lombardi, like football insider, is also aggressively Kennedy billed, which was hilarious to find out about. So anyhow, uh, enough of us yimmering about that kind of stuff and doing like an overview of why this whole thing is nonsense. Episode four is 
uh, it's basically the start of a two-part series of Oswald's life before the Kennedy assassination and why it's weird and suspect. And Yeah, because it's really weird that a guy who eventually killed the president kind of had a weird life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the other thing about this that's like this thing opens with the most ridiculous – I. I I really kind of thought that Rob was going to keep things in the boundaries of sanity, but this thing opens by him giving a wink and a nod to MK Ultra, which is just wow. I mean, that is you are on some kind of riff. You are on some kind of crazy. If you're just like, by the way, Lee Harvey Oswald may have been involved in MK Ultra, which was a brainwashing program by the CIA. The moment you're saying that stuff, and, and the best part is Rob literally immediately, immediately retreats to just asking questions mm-hmm. once they put that out there. Once they put that out there, they're just sort of like, um, no, 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 no. Oh, no, nope. Just asking questions. Just asking questions. Wasn't wasn't saying anything serious about that. Just just putting it out there. Well, we won't. We don't know if Oswald was an MK Ultra or not, but uh, and then he does oh, this two part. He he introduces two people real quick. He's like, "This guy though says he is," and also this guy. I'm not saying it. I'm just presenting these guys. <laughs> and, the, and and the weirdest part about that was that they introduce uh, Doctor Hartogs, and they say, and then they have, um, I think it's Dick Russell, but basically someone that interviews Hartogs, and again, it's a million year old guy, and they're kind of badgering him, and then after that. Uh, Russell says to the effect of Hartogs is lying to me because Hartogs was working with Sidney Mallets, who was knee deep in MK Ultra back in the day. And me, Haley told me this. She was like, when I was looking into Hart, when I was looking into Sidney Mallets, I couldn't find them. The only links to them were the transcripts of this episode like this person doesn't exist in reality spelling it wrong i think we think maybe what happened is they meant a different sydney i don't know why if maybe we got this wrong they say sydney mallets was a major part of this mk ultra program that would eventually lead to the assassination of jfk seems like a pretty big character uh sydney mallets anybody who's the Who's the person we think they got him mixed up with? Sydney Gottlieb. Uh, Sydney Gottlieb. Yep, yeah, Gottlieb. Yeah, because Sydney Gottlieb is the guy that was knee deep in MK Ultra, which is makes sense for what we are, what we think happened here, and so it's just. Um, yeah, uh, Sidney Gottlieb is a, according to Wikipedia, is an American chemist and spy master who um, headed MK Ultra, and so this makes all the sense in the world that this would be the person. But check the transcripts, and the show calls this person Sidney Mallets, and I believe they spelled it with an an S, but somewhere is it spelled with a Z? But I. And there's no way there's the, the we could be getting this wrong because it said mallets in the show, and like several get, times. <laughs> yeah, and, but it but in Wikipedia it's Sidney Gottlieb, which again, this is produced by Soledad O'Brien and an actual production company. Did they just aggressively brick the last name of one of their like important characters? It's it, it's so strange that 
this is the kind of thing that is not a shoestring operation. I mean, they haven't, they have in powerful jazz stings hitting at the start of all their chapters. This should be, uh, this, this shouldn't be happening where me and Haley are having to guess on Wikipedia if Sydney Gottlieb is Sydney Mallets or not. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> but, but the other thing about this that is so ridiculous is that once you are making the illusion, once you're winking and nodding at Oswald being an MK Ultra patsy or sleeper, or whatever you're trying to say about MK Ultra with um, with Oswald, it's just like, wow, the power level of this conspiracy is so much greater than it should be. What are we even doing at this point? Uh, like this feels like like we're in a situation where. Why did they have Oswald do this? Why did they have someone who was a weirdo crank who loved communism, defected to the Soviet Union, came back and did all this stuff? Why have a character with such a weird, checkered, strange past that we get two episodes about it when you could just have MK Ultrad up some like racist uh, kid from the Deep South to kill Kennedy over civil rights? And you should just, instead of having a sniper fire at him from a distance and you don't know what happened and it's all murky and there's all kinds of confusion, as slow as JFK's limo was going on, on Elm Street in Dealey Plaza, it was going even slower when it turned because it took a hard 90 degree turn to get onto Elm Street. You could just have your MK Ultra assassin standing at that turn, whisper like green pineapples at him or whatever to activate him. And then when Kennedy's limo is like basically stopped trying to lurch around that corner, he just walks over to Kennedy and murders him and it's over. And that guy is just arrested immediately. We're done here. It's over. No, no, no must, no fuss. And people go through his backstory and they're just like, Billy. Billy Bob Jenkins was uh, a, a perennial delinquent from like from Mississippi, and he got into all kinds of altercations with uh, blacks and other minorities. He joined the KKK when he was twenty, and then when he was twenty-one, he murdered the president. And there would be no conspiracies. There'd be no confusion. They'd be like, "Oh, this racist asshole moron murdered the president." No muss, no fuss. And maybe some reporters would be like, hey, when he was 13 years old, he got taken out of school and put in this special program. And then people were like, yeah, whatever, shut up. We don't care. Like, it, it, like, you could have picked such a better patsy than Oswald, which, again, they're obsessed with that fucking patsy line from Oswald. They literally so- define it in the opening of the episode. That wasn't a joke that I made earlier. That was literally what happened. Saul Dad's like, patsy is defined as. It's like, why are we doing this? I think they literally just need to kill time. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, it's just, which is really wild. Because again, some of these episodes are short. And I, I really thought that episode six was a sign that they're mailing it in because it was so short. 
And then episode six is just straight crazy town. It's like, holy shit. And I, I know I'm building that episode up a lot. And I apologize to you listeners. But when we get there, I promise you it's going to pay off for how nuts it is. And if it doesn't, your money back. You're not paying anything. Leave me <laughs> yeah, alone. But uh, but this anyhow. part, though, this part is really I have to summarize this whole little part, though, with like the doctor. What is it? Hartogs? Renetis yes. Hartogs? That was who Lee Harvey Oswald saw as a teenager, like a psychologist. Um, and like the point of introducing Sidney Mallets was to be like, oh, they were part of the same hypnosis program, possibly not Sidney Mallets, because I can't find that name anywhere. Um, but then it's like, okay, so they're go they're talking about this guy, these two guys, um, and like Lee Harvey Oswald's youth, like he, you know, moved like 22 times as a kid and then uh, was like uh, in trouble for truancy and like, yeah, saw this psychologist. Um, and then Rob is like immediately after meeting Hartogs, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald signups for the Marines. And he kind of is presenting it like, isn't that odd? Like, isn't it odd that a guy from a broken home who never had any stability and doesn't seem to have a future signed up for the Marines? That's what the big conspiracy in this little section is. Because this is when Soledad asked the question, so are you saying that you think Lee Harvey Oswald might have been part of the MK Ultra program? And that's when Rob backs off and he's like, no way to know for certain. So right, this whole right. bit is supposed to be like kind of a setup. To be like, eventually we're going to tell you that this is MK Ultra, and this is the beginning right here. <laughs> you know, right? It's weird, and it, it, but uh, the other thing, what they of course leave out because again they don't want to put this out there is that Oswald's older brother was in the Marines, and so Oswald was just emulating his older brother, and was like, my, my older brother joined the military, so I'm going to join them too. And so it says he literally like, wore his Marines ring like he was so obsessed with joining the Marines. But you don't get that from the podcast. You right, just think exactly. it's weird that he all of a sudden signs up for the Marines one day. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just literally yeah, this guy MK ultras him and it's just like join the Marines. Um, yeah. Yeah, his his brother, uh, his brother was the one who signed for him as his legal guardian to get him in the Marines because he was underage. He was seventeen when he did it. So, I mean, it is uh, that's just part just, of the narrative. That's what I. That's what Soledad and Rob keep telling me. Yeah. It's part of the narrative, <laughs> right? Yeah, or the story. So, I this, like that yeah. she says that a lot. She's like, she says the story, and then Rob is like, I like that you say story because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's like, they're like, we have two competing narratives. And it was just like, <laughs> and then, and then Rob gets really angry. He's like, it is a narrative that Oswald killed the president because it's bullshit. It's just like, it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Robert Edward Oswald uh, served as a Marine in the Korean War. So yeah, it, this Lee Harvey Oswald was just like, hey, my brother's in the military. He was a warrior fighting for America and all that cool stuff. I want to emulate my brother. Like sib siblings looking up to their older siblings. Well, surprise! What a <laughs> conspiracy! I mean, it's just like, what what are we even doing here? 
um, so yeah, we have that. And um, so started the early part of this stuff. The early part of this episode is the MK ultra stuff with Oswald and Dr. Mallets and all this crap. And then, um, Rob going after the Warren Commission some more because he's mad because that's literally this this whole thing is just him being like you know what's bullshit the Warren Commission let me tell you and it's like Rob we we get it you, you say this three times every episode and uh, they they him and Soledad whine about how the press really like gave Oswald a bum rap because you know I'm thinking the 1960s press should have given a fair shake to the guy that murdered the president. (laughs) Um, The local DA said he was the killer. And so did the FBI, those jerks. And then uh, Soledad also does this thing where she was just like, uh, this, this was the biggest thing that had happened since the assassination of president Lincoln, which uh, BT dubs get fucked Garfield and McKinley. Your assassinations (laughs) weren't shit. You, you got murdered and no one gave a fuck. But uh, yeah. So, and then she was like, but there wasn't social media back when Lincoln got killed. It's like, oh, great. It's like, yeah, thanks for thanks for letting us know, Solid Ed, that uh, news was a little different back in the day when Lincoln got shot. It's like there was no little kids glued to their TV like Rob at the time. Like, oh, a lot of great that's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 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 by the way, Soledad, if you've looked into the Lincoln assassination, it was kind of obvious who did it. The guy shot him in the head, then jumped on the stage and said, "I just murdered the president!" Woo! And then ran away. <laughs> uh, it was not like a. It was not sniper fire. It wasn't confusing. There weren't people thinking there was a second gunman. No, it was one crank who wanted publicly known that he had killed the president, and he did it because he loved the Confederacy. And that's why uh, when we talk about the assassination of Lincoln and people bring up John Wilkes Booth, people don't take out their exacto knives and carve around the word allegedly on anything. Because technically, technically, John Wilkes Booth was never convicted for the assassination of President Lincoln. He was never convicted. He is only allegedly the assassin, assassin of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, spoiler alert, he was the assassin. Calm down. But I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so silly to try to compare the two both in timeline and in what happened because uh, the only conspiracy theories that really exist about booth is did confederate higher ups like put him up to doing it because like there was like this talk uh, i've read conspiracy theories about this where booth's original plan was not to flee into the confederacy after words because the confederacy at that point was 95 percent conquered and that was not really going to help but the the original plan was for him to flee into Canada and then for America to demand him to be extradited back to here and that that extradition would be messy and might get England to uh, get into the war to uh, try to breathe new life into the Confederacy, which had already literally been defeated. So, um, yeah, not so much. But uh, <clears throat> so we have all that stuff. And then finally, we get into Oswald's career as a Marine. And the first thing that happens here is um, Rob talks about how Oswald is hanging out at the Queen Bee Hotel. And this is a ritzy establishment where the officers and the guys who got the big bucks are out hanging around. And Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't rub two nickels together. So how is Oswald at the Queen Bee? 
he has to be be funded by somebody else. He's obviously on the CIA's payroll if he's uh, being uh, if he's if he's hanging out with the bigwigs of the Queen Bee. And uh, the reality of this story is that uh, Oswald had some sort of relationship with uh, a hostess at the Queen Bee. And uh, from what was people said at the time, she found Oswald to be interesting and she was talking to him. And if they were dating or not is not actually known, but there are other people, not, not Rob Reiner, mind you, that would also say that this hostess lady may have been a Japanese communist who was trying to recruit Oswald into some sort of communist group because Oswald at this point was openly uh, talking about how communism was great and he was trying to learn Russian and he was this very weird Marine who was pro-Soviet. So whatever the relationship between the hostess and Oswald was, that's probably why he was hanging out there. Cause he was just hanging out with his like Marine crush or whatever, who knows, or maybe like she was trying to recruit him and he was totally CIA and trying to do something with her. Who knows? But maybe she thought he was hot and punk. He could have been. Yep. Who knows? Could it, who knows? I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, a period of time in Oswald's life where he is twice treated for gonorrhea uh, <laughs> by uh, the uh, army medical staff. Uh, there is documentation that he received that he got the gonorrhea from "quote unquote" in the line of duty, which uh, people have stated is like that proves it was CIA because he was he was told to start uh, like just fucking around and getting laid in order to like embed himself into the enemy camp as a uh, right proper just regular marine who likes to sleep around and stuff uh but i read a i read a paper about this and how um, in the line of duty actually just sort of means that you uh, bring up the fact that you have gonorrhea or you get checked out for uh venereal diseases so that you don't infect your you don't, you don't make it worse on yourself and you don't compromise yourself such that you cannot perform your duties and that if you are open about what happened the army's just sort of like, yeah, that kind of stuff happens to soldiers because that's what they do. They don't really uh, use condoms while they're having sex in the 1960s. They fuck, they suck, and sometimes they don't always wrap it up. So yep. sometimes things yes. happen. Yes. You know? I like yep. how there's a conspiracy like Oswald ne- needed to be programmed to sleep with to sleep with women and get gonorrhea. Like, yeah, <laughs> infamously, yeah. Uh, soldiers not sleeping around where they are stationed. The thing that happens. Yep. <laughs> that yeah, never yeah, happens. Yeah. Never, never, <laughs> never, 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 never. No, 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 no way, no how. No, like, no, no, no dude ever, no army dude ever got sent to Japan and then was like, it needs to be programmed. Like, wow, Asian women are smoking. I mean, like, nope. <laughs> nope. It's just, oh my God. Yeah, you, you, buddy, calm down. Yeah. So it's just, so this all happens. And we then get our first uh, statement about uh, Richard Case Nagel and Lee Harvey Oswald working together as a spy tag team in Japan, trying to recruit uh, Russian uh, military agents to their side. And uh, we're just going to put all the Nagel stuff into a little box for episode six. Episode six, 
He can't episode, get into it right now. No, episode six, <laughs> is all, episode six is all Nagel all the time. And it's like, if I start talking about Nagel now, then we are going to leave episode four and time warp into episode six. And there, no, there's just no point for that. So rest Wap assured. It's a big deal that Richard Case Nagel is going to be, he's like, you're going to be hearing that name a lot, but not this episode. It's kind of a weird episode to drop that line in when it's like, that's the last time you hear him from this episode. <laughs> but he does become an important character in another right. episode. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we then get to uh, Tosh Plumley, who is another guy who claims that uh, he was, he, he knew about Oswald's uh, activities. He knew Oswald was CIA and all this kind of stuff. And he claims that, uh, and the thing, the thing that's really weird about this is that Plumlee's argument, which again Rob doesn't get into when it comes to the actual Kennedy assassination, was that he was part of a CIA operation to prevent Kennedy's assassination, and that he uh, that they failed, that the CIA failed to do this, and. Uh, Oswald claim uh, and Plumlee claims that he was uh, in Daily Plaza at the time that it happened, and he um, claims that he went there with CIA agents. That and then they failed, and then um, from this website that I'm reading from, it says in the last part of his story, he states that the ride home was very quiet and somber, as all the men felt they had failed. To this day, he firmly asserts that the CIA had nothing to do with the assassination. Uh, the only problem with all of this is that there's absolutely no evidence that Plumlee was, was involved <laughs> with the CIA at all. He has no documentation, nothing, no way to actually uh, verify these things. Um, yeah, there was a lot of claims in this part. And I was like, so is anything that this guy is anything that this guy's saying, is any of it backed up by a single, even one single fact? Uh, yeah, because he also claims to have made propaganda for the CIA. So it's like, why are we talking to this guy? Why are we listening to this guy? I just, you know, maybe this isn't the most reliable guy since none of his shit could be backed up. And also he his his lie is I make propaganda for the CIA, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great bit. That was such a great bit. Yeah. Tosh Plumley. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here's another great part from the from the this website. Uh, this is uh, JFK dot uh, ha, uh, dash assassination dot net uh, Tosh underscore Plumley dot HTM. Um, what about his presence in Neely Plaza? If you're thinking, quote, there were plenty of uh, photos taken that day, so surely there must be one in the area he claims to have been standing in. Then you'd be correct. Plumley told a class of Jim Mars students at the University of Texas at Arlington that he was standing on the Commerce Street sidewalk at the time the shots were fired. This places him on the South Knoll, which is pictured in this photo here. Gary Mack, the curator of the South of the Sixth Floor Museum in Dallas, was in the class and asked Plumley to point himself out in the photos. He was able, well, he was unable to do do this because no one is there. He's like, my girlfriend goes to another school. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, and, continue, and it continues by saying, with so many plot holes in his story, why would Plumlee go around spreading this? The easier answer to assume is that he is an attention seeker that has finally found an audience that is willing to listen to his tall tales. 
like Rob. Yes. Yeah. And sold out O'Brien, award-winning yeah. journalist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, Plumley is just flailing. He just made up all this nonsense. And again, they drop him as soon as his story doesn't line up with theirs. Because Plumley's story is that the CIA was trying to stop the assassination and they failed. And Soledad and Reiner's story is the CIA murdered the president, period. That's it. So this is really funny that they just use Plumley to be like, oh, yeah, I totally knew that Kennedy, that uh, Oswald was uh, CIA when he was in uh, when he was in Japan at that at that military base. So, yeah, it's like, wonderful. Why did you not actually finish his story? Oh, because if you finish his story, he says exactly what you don't want him to say. <laughs> so totally honest, totally honest use of the witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, we had him. Uh, we then had uh, David Bucknell, who is another person that I can like find so little information about. Uh, and this is this is the the the, the, the Reiner uh, cinematic universe in a nutshell. Uh, that you just throw all these people out there and. When I looked into Bucknell, that was literally like the only connection that anyone that anything on the web on the internet had about him was Oswald and his venereal diseases, an intelligence connection. <laughs> Bucknell is just so minor that there's no reporting on this guy at all. And this is the super frustrating part about this uh show is that they're getting names wrong. They are naming people that are so unrelated to the actual story that you're just you're just chasing ghosts. Like, like we had to hunt down uh, Sydney Mallets, and we think we did, but we don't know. And so we, you have all of this. You have these two characters. And then their their final big character was uh, James Wilcott, who claimed he broke the crypto code on Oswald's CIA paychecks and figured out that it was Oswald that was uh, receiving these paychecks um, during his time in Japan as a full-blown agent of the CIA. And the thing is, Wilcott in the... um, In the actual, like, uh, testimony before the House Select Committee, when they ask him, so what was Oswald's code and how did you break it? He's like, I don't really remember. (laughs) like and they're like so but you said that you did this and he's like yeah and there is some question about uh when uh, Wilcott was in Japan and when Oswald was in Japan does the timeline of the two men match up to the point where they would have crossed paths and they would have um he would have been the the paymaster for uh, Oswald, and it's really 
again, it's just one of these things where it's like, I just don't know about how much veracity you can put into this because he, uh, going through his uh, testimony, it's just sort of, uh, yeah, um, I'm not really sure. Uh, and they, um, they asked him a lot uh, in the House Select Committee. They were like, so you said that you looked for this information after you heard that Oswald was dead. And then Walcott's like, Walcott's like, yes. And they're like, but your books would not have had that information because the books were like designed in such a way that, that you wouldn't have access to the timeline. And he's like, well, yeah, but I just wanted to take a swing. So it's just like... <laughs> Also, I do uh, like that they bring up, I think it's Dick Russell at this point talking, because for some yeah. reason he took over as co-host this episode. <laughs> He's in it like more than Soledad. Um, yeah. But he was, they bring up that like a New York Times article discredited uh, Wilcox, was it Wilcox, Wilcox, the, yeah, the CIA accountant. If they were like, there was a New York Times article that discredited at the time. Um, and Dick Russell is like, discrediting is a classic disinformation CIA tactic. Like, you didn't even have to bring that up. That, you know, that the the guy got discredited in the newspaper and they're like, but don't listen to that because that's a CIA tactic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, Mr. Goldsmith asks him, and for purposes of clarification now, if Oswald was already dead at the time you went to this book, why did you go book and, go back and examine the book? Wilcott, well, I'm sorry, if Oswald was what? Goldsmith, at the time you went to look at the book, Oswald was already dead. Is that correct? Wilcott, that is right. Why did you go back to look at the book? And he says, well, the payments were especially to substations like Oswald's were operated. It was a substation of the redacted station and they had one in redacted and they also had one in redacted and it may be six months or even a year after the initial allocation of the final accounting for those funds was submitted and they would operate out of revolving funds or other own personal funds in many cases. Goldsmith. So is your testimony that even though Oswald was already dead at the time, the book may have contained a reference to either Oswald or the Oswald Project, and that reference would have been to a period six months or even a year earlier? Is that correct? Walcott, that is correct. So basically, this guy, like, they're talking about Oswald getting paid in, like, the late 50s, and this guy didn't check the book until after late 1963 when Oswald was killed and Goldsmith is just like you do realize there's no way Oswald can be in this book from what you're telling me because it's too late and Wilcott's like yeah that makes sense so it's just like what what are we doing here and so um there is some claim about notes by House Select Committee staffers in the 1970s clearly show that Wilcott knew more than he was permitted to say. Why? <laughs> Who could have kept him from talking at this point? Including the fact that Os the Oswald Project was given the CIA acronym RX-ZIM. Uh, okay. The Oswald Project. Not Oswald, but the Oswald Project. So I will have to... Um, look into that later but that sounds very interesting but 
uh, and also at, at some point, uh, there was, uh, he talks to some people and they're just like, yeah, there was this case officer who said stuff. And he's like, do you know the name of that case officer? I don't remember. Um, here we go. Uh, did this case officer tell you what Ozzo's cryptonym was? He's like, yes. He mentioned the cryptonym specifically under which the money was drawn. And did he tell you what the cryptonym was? I cannot remember. Was your response to this revelation as to what Oswald's cryptonym was? Was Did you write it down? He's like, no, I think that I've looked through my advanced book and I had the book where advances were on the project and I leafed through them. And I must have leafed through, leafed, leafed through them to see if it was true. So this guy told him Oswald's code name and he looked through a book for it and didn't recall seeing it or knowing it. But this is such hard-hitting, rock-solid intelligence that Rob Reiner's running with it and promoting it in the book and just in this podcast. It's just like, hey, look here. We got it. We we got the stone-cold, absolute rock-solid evidence. This guy who said some case officer who he can't name gave him Oswald's cryptonym, which he cannot say and does not remember, uh, unless you look at the secret messages. And then it's RxZim, I guess. But... um. So, yeah. Sorry. And also anything that discredits him as a CIA tactic. So Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> and they also bring up like they're like after this happened his tires were slashed and he lost his job and, it, and I I saw no evidence of any of this online, but it's but I'm just like random random bad things happening to a person does not indicate government malfeasance. I mean, this is so weird. So, after this stuff Oswald defects to the CIA. Uh, Reiner is adamant that this costs way too much money for Oswald. Defects to the USSR. Yeah, he defects to the USSR. He <laughs> you uh, said CIA. He, That's gonna yeah, well, you're gonna pill Rob more. I'm gonna. Yeah, he defected <laughs> to the CIA. I pilled him. I, thank you for calling me out on that. No. Yeah, so he defects to the CIA, and Rob Reiner's like, this would have cost so much money. There's no way he could have afforded this, but. Uh, Lots of researchers have looked at the fact that Oswald really didn't spend any of his money while he was in Japan, and he very easily could have saved up to fund his trip to the Soviet Union. This would not saving have been money, something that Rob Reiner apparently has never heard of. It's just like nope. it's a total conspiracy that he saved a thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> and again, um, there's the total possibility that the CIA was because they were like, how did he know which trains to take and what schedules to abide by to figure this out and Again, if you go by the other side of this thing, this could have been the Japanese hostess who was a communist trying to help him like level up in, in the communist game. So and, and if you believe that side of it, there's many different ways Oswald could have defected without being a CIA plant. And this is where Soledad starts to kind of lose it, too. She's like, what, what, what's going on here? Like she's now <laughs> getting pilled in the podcast. <laughs> thematic yes you know <laughs> yeah and and the part and the part of and, the, and at this point like the two of them get like so angry about stuff because because <laughs> there, there's this real weird energy between with Soledad and Rob where they're both just like and now Lee Harvey Oswald's getting fucked over because the media's calling him a communist murdering, president murdering piece of shit when he was really a brave CIA agent trying to infiltrate the Soviet Union. The man was a goddamn hero, you bastards, you no good bastards. You make Lee Harvey Oswald sound like a bad guy when he's a good guy, you pricks. 
And it's like, you really, Lee Harvey Oswald's the guy you're going to bat for. The, we, we, like, we're never going to get into it on this podcast. I'm, I'm positive, but, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, domestic abuser, very much beat his wife. This is an indisputable fact. Um, also kind of a nut. I mean, just not a, not someone who was all there. This was a bad person. And we now have Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien being like very upset that he got a bad name in the American press after he killed the president. So it's like, it's like, oh my God, it's so strange. It's so hard to wrap my head around. So we have this happening, and then after he defects, they then bring up this fact that like Oswald was a part of a part of a gang of young people that were supposed to defect to the Soviet Union, and they were supposed to infiltrate it and give us eyes on the ground to learn what was going on, and yet. When they talk about Oswald and like the stunts he was pulling, how he was going to like the American embassy and like throwing his passport on the ground and saying, I want to, I, re- I reject it and I want to renounce my citizenship. And like the Americans were like, wow, this guy's like pulling an act. Like this guy's being a real weirdo and trying to get attention for himself. Like, bro, what are you doing? And like, that's what the CIA wants is people who are drawing heat on themselves and are making it really obvious they're doing like weird stunts. And and his stunt doesn't work because the Soviets like kick him out. And after the Soviets go to kick him out is when he uh, attempts to commit suicide. And then the Soviets are like, well, since you tried to kill yourself and you're obviously mentally unstable, we'll let you stay for a little while. And Rob is like, he tried, he faked his suicide in like, under orders from he's like he's freaking out he's under orders from the cia to infiltrate the soviet union and the 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 whole mission's falling apart so he's got to make a bold move so he fakes his suicide attempt to like make everything work and it's like well there could be that or again he could just be a troubled nut who is very sad that his plan to defect to the soviet union hasn't worked out and now he is like trying to do something dramatic to stay. This isn't because his, like, I don't know that your CIA boss is like, now if they don't want you to stay and they kick you out, slash your wrist and see if that gets you to stay for a little while longer. I mean, I don't they gotta know. hold you for at least 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Buy yourself another day or two in the Soviet <laughs> Union. And, and the best part about all this is so, so that happens. And then Oswald, they like mentioned he gets a job where he makes a lot of money and he gets an apartment and and it's and it's like yeah so he is this weird american and the soviets are trying to put a good face on how the soviet union is to this american who's planning on defecting but how does this further his operation as a cia agent to be a lathe operator in minsk like the CIA is like, break in to the Soviet Union, and then after you do, get a day job and just work at an office and make stuff. And it's like, okay, and then what do I do? It's like, 
we don't know. We're, we're, we're just we're 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 wing, we're we're the CIA. Do you think we have a plan? Do you think we thought these we thought these things through or anything? We don't know what we're talking about. We're idiots. I mean, it's, I just love that they're just like the CIA's master plan was for Oswald to be a lathe operator and then meet up with Marina Oswald and. Rob brings up that like Marina's like family has like KGB ties and that Oswald's under constant surveillance this whole time. So if he's a CIA operative, he has failed. He has 100% <laughs> blown the assignment. He has obtained no intelligence from the Soviet Union that'd be useful for this for the America. He's like, now a mark. Like yeah. Yeah, he's 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 like he's literally like being observed by this. The KGB is watching him to see if he's a bad guy. I mean, like, and and when we and when we get to the Nagel episode, it's going to be completely nuts. I mean, but like, this whole thing is so dumb. If this was a CIA operative, if he was a CIA operative, he was bad at his job, and he failed, and. So then he comes back to America with uh, Marina and their child. And Reiner's just like, this is so suspicious. <laughs> like, this is so goddamn weird what happened here. And again, this is one of those things where it's like, if this guy was everything that Rob's telling us that he was, why would the government have him kill the president when we would dig into his life and see all this weird shit? Again, you have MK Ultra. You just brainwash some kid to join the KKK, and then you have him whack Kennedy. No muss, no fuss. It's it's done. We're we're all we're all okay with it. We're all okay with Billy Bob Jackson being the president's assassin. And yet, instead, we have this bizarre web of intrigue where Oswald goes to the Soviet Union doesn't do anything relevant except for coming into contact with KGB agents who monitor him and make sure he's not doing anything bad. And then after all that stuff, we just uh, have him come back to America and that's really suspicious. It's just, and, and, and well, I, she and wasn't I, held up at immigration. So. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Why wasn't Marina Oswald harassed at immigration? What was that all about? Like, it's like, who knows? Who knows why any of these things happen? I mean, it's it's just one of those things where you, in hindsight, everything looks bad. In hindsight, everything is shitty. And you, like, when you actually, ah, I mean, but it's, it's just so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. When you think about all the things that did happen involving the Kennedy assassination that could have broke another way and then what happened wouldn't have happened. And it's just that kind of just it breaks your brain. It makes you so mad and upset because it's just something where. All of these kinds of one-off little events just shake out slightly differently and everything changes. And I really think that's a lot of the reasons why people like for there to be a massive conspiracy to kill Kennedy, because then you don't have to think about how much bad luck and chaos was involved in this. You can just sort of be like, 
damn, they killed the president and that sucks. And what are you going to do about it? So, yeah. And uh, we've almost hit the one hour mark. So this means it's time for us to take an ad break so we can get our Dutch kroners. Ad break. Ad break. (laughs) Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. And I so... Beyond all of that, I think that like the main body of the episode was kind of like uh, engaged with. Uh, what other madness did, you, did this episode inflict upon you? Um. Well, one thing I don't know if they'll bring it up or not in a future episode. You've listened ahead, maybe they did. But when I was looking, um, into that that Posner guy, um, he wrote a, uh, like he also wrote a. Uh, in his book about how Oswald had been linked to another assassination, um, the assassination of a ultra right wing army general named Edwin Walker. Um, oh yeah, they, they're never going to bring up Edwin Walker in this podcast. That is ah. not fucking happening. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I can't imagine that they would because it makes Oswald look really bad. And mm-hmm. this is a podcast aggressively all about whitewashing lee harvey oswald (laughs) i mean he's a cia hero in this in this podcast i mean like literally we got solidad and rob reiner being so mad about the fact that like and then after ruby killed him they painted him as a communist monster sympathizer who hated america and freedom and apple pie and Ah, those those rotten no good so and so's i can't believe they did that to our boy our poor boy lee and uh so the the edwin walker assassination attempt i really can't imagine is going to get a lot of uh press in this i i do wonder how they're going to handle jd tippett i mean i know that they've brought up that tippett was murdered but like because this is the thing is that oswald just does so much shit throughout his life that you just have to, you're just constantly making excuses for him. You're just constantly finding new ways to defend and justify him. And it's, it's like a person in a shitty relationship where their, their, their partner just won't get a job, isn't paying the rent, is, is not like, like didn't buy pet food for their pets. And like that, like the, you're like our dog is starving, honey. Oh, oh, sorry, I was playing Call of Duty all day. I forgot to go out and get the dog food. Like, 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 it's this weird 
abusive relationship that conspiracy nuts have with Lee Harvey Oswald where they have to be like, no, you don't understand. Lee was a good man. He just got, he was just a patsy. They framed him up. And it's like, no, he, he was a terrible person. And even if what you're saying is true, and that they jammed him up on the Kennedy assassination. We have ample evidence that this guy sucked beyond that. And you don't have to sugarcoat it. You don't have to apologize and defend the man. It's silly that you're doing this. It's very silly. So Yeah, and yeah. I wonder if people like Soledad O'Brien and Rob Reiner, who probably don't like it when people spread false flag conspiracies, I wonder if they realize the trajectory that this has helped seed that narrative with <laughs> that like, is so, it, it, oh, it's just yeah, a it, false flag shit it's just false flag shit but for right, JFK. Like, that's that's the thing that's so like uh, i uh I'm, if he's listening i, I apologize groucho's ghost but like the, i had a guy that was like one of my like one of my first followers on twitter basically and he was very much anti-QAnon, but the, but he was very much pro the CIA killed Kennedy. And he was a bit 9-11-pilled also. That guy was, like, really riding that conspiracy theory line pretty, uh, like, not great. And um, so, uh, what was I going to say? So, like, basically... Um, that guy, like, he would get into these arguments with people about this kind of stuff, and he would never put the two and two together, that the Kennedy assassination being a conspiracy theory, you could not get more bang for your buck if you were a disinformation campaign or a, a foreign nation. I mean, if Russia funded the the campaign to claim the CIA killed Kennedy, I mean, boom. My God, what success! Because like Robin Soledad even talk about it in the, in the early episodes where they were like, back in these days, people trusted the American government and thought it was a good thing. Now we all know the American government sucks and it's a bunch of assholes and they murdered the president. And it's like, man, if you were the Soviet Union, you were like, how do we foment distrust between the American people and their government? It's like. I don't know. Tell them that the their government killed their young, charismatic, <laughs> handsome president, caked his beautiful wife in his blood, made his little kids like not have a dad anymore. I mean, like, like to me, it's like holy smokes! Like, there's no better way to do that kind of damage than turn the Kennedy assassination into a massive conspiracy theory and. And and you have like Rob Reiner. I, I posted a tweet where Rob Reiner's like, "We either vote for democracy and freedom in America and Joe Biden, or we fall into despotism with Trump." And it's just like you just have like Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien, the most aggressively normie Democrats you could possibly imagine. They're literally going to like either mail in their ballots or like 
or on election day, they're going to be on social media with their I voted sticker being like, boom, four more years for Biden. Let's do this. And then they're going to go in the studio and like film like their two part episode about how Jack Ruby was put up to murdering Oswald by the Cubans and the mob and stuff. And it's just like, how, how, how can you not see this? It's like, it's just like, but that was, that was the Groucho ghost thing was my conspiracy theories are true. QAnon is nuts. It's just Mm -hmm. that it's just that like my conspiracy theories are right. And, that was a thing that really, because I, obviously I'm I'm neck deep in this shit. Obviously I know this shit way too much. And there was just a part of me at one point that was just sort of like, you know, if I'm really going to be uh, someone that is like debunking QAnon and looking at this stuff objectively and working through all this kind of stuff, it's really hard for me to do that and then turn around and say, oh, yeah, also the government whacked Kennedy. Like, I should probably actually look at the body of evidence here and be like, yeah, it was Oswald. That seems reasonable. And again, like, show me. Like, this is a, show me the Hillary face carving video. Show me evidence that someone fired from the grassy knoll. Pill me. Uh, this is all I've ever asked for, for forever <laughs> is pill me. Just show me the truth. Show me the great truth. He wants to be pilled. I want to be pilled. I want to be pilled. That's, but no one's been able to do it. And it makes me <laughs> sad. I, I have to live in boring reality instead of the fantasy LARP land that these people are in, which sounds way more exciting than the world I'm living in. So, yeah, it's just it's just that. It's just like that kind of thing. So, yeah, so that was this episode. Um, also, a uh, shout out to uh, Doug Hoffman, if you're still listening, because you are a writer producer on the uh, Who Killed Kennedy podcast, and you are now following me on Twitter, which made me laugh a lot because we have someone who's actually a part of that show that is uh, no David Hoffman. Sorry, you're not Doug, you're David. David Hoffman. <laughs> you are the uh, guy on Twitter who is following me now. And uh, if you're listening to this, um, I, I feel terrible for you that you are promoting this kind of nonsense propaganda. And I hope that Rob is hoodwinking you and that you're not going along with this because you uh, know that Rob's lying and that you're just promoting the same shit that he's promoting. And like when I say that Rob's lying, it's mostly about stuff like the House of the Committee on Assassinations and stuff like that. It's just he knows better. He knows what he's saying and he knows it's not true. Uh, what's really funny is I saw a like Solid Ad had like a text clip of episode seven, which I haven't listened to yet, or it was episode eight. I haven't listened to seven or eight yet. But the the text clip was Rob Reiner saying, "Now this bag that Oswald brought with him to work on the day of the assassination is a fascination to many researchers." And I was like, "A fascination? <laughs> like this is the bag that may have held the murder weapon that killed the president." <laughs> We yeah. call that evidence. Yeah. Like <laughs> some some people have an odd curiosity about one of the most important pieces of that evidence in the entire assassination. So I don't know why you would waste your time on this meaningless little bag that Oswald brought to work with him that day. And it's like, Rob, what what piece of evidence could be more important than that? Because, like. I, I've said this. Uh, I don't know if I've said this on, on the pod, but I've said this on like some or like written it or said it. 
like Oswald literally, if he didn't know what was coming, he's won the negative lottery, like for all the shit that happened. Cause it's just like, he breaks his routine and goes to the house where the gun is the day before the motorcade. Weirdly, when usually he would go to the house on Friday and not Thursday. And then on his way into work that day, he drops a package in the backseat of the car, the guy who's driving him to work. And then he takes that package into work and his buddy sees him do it. And it's just like, if Oswald walks into work empty-handed that day, you can't frame him. You can't frame him for the murder. How did he get the gun in the building if uh, he didn't have anything on him? Yet, just again, Lee Harvey Oswald, unluckiest man in the world, just happened to walk into work that day carrying a gun-shaped package. So strange. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's episode four. Episode five will is it's basically Oswald's life in America after he returns, and it's we more, gotta wear the shirt again. Yes, yep, more okay. shirt. You're, you're, uh, I, I, yeah, I, again, I don't remember if because um, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm two episodes behind in real time because I I'm not listening ahead anymore because episode six broke my brain so aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of like wanted to stop there as a hard line of demarcation. And also it's kind of like make it a little easier for me to binge the rest of the episodes after they're done. Cause um, I like to listen to them once about taking notes so I can just sort of get my anger out of my system. Like just, just, <laughs> just listen, absorb it. Just absorb it. Let it, let Rob's bullshit wash over me. And then after I absorb it, then uh, like a, a, a week or two later, I can then listen again and do the note-taking process because I kind of know the notes I'm going to take. But you've really clued me into the whole dig into names thing, which my dumb brain wasn't capable of figuring out before. <laughs> so now when I just hear all the names, Rob is just throwing like spaghetti at a wall. Right. Like, oh, I better write all this shit down because Jesus Christ, Rob, Rob's rogues gallery is massive and terrifying. It's just not great. So, yeah. So yeah, episode five is raw is um the oh so this is this is the one thing you have to look forward to in episode five and when you hear it, uh, do not be driving, uh, be seated, don't let they do a bit in episode five that is so ridiculous and it's so obviously scripted where Soledad's like, now, Rob, I got a question for you. And she asks him about this thing that he loves to talk about. And Rob's like, okay, Soledad. And then gives him this, gives her this speech. And it's just so cheesy. <laughs> I can't wait. And it, it's so forced. It's super brutal. And um, that uh, bit is incredibly dumb. The, the entire premise of episode five is, inc uh, is incredibly dumb. Because... Literally, it's just they got to set Oswald up to frame him for the assassination. And this is how they did it. And it's like, buddy, like they already had so much to nail him with anyways. Like, this is ludicrous what you're saying. It's not even it's not even anywhere close to reality. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, yeah. Episode five is going to be hilarious. And then episode six. Um, pack a lunch, folks. Might be seven hours for the episode six. But episode five will get done next week. And then um, and then we'll be there. We will do the Richard Case Nagel mega episode because uh, Rob, Rob and because Russell wrote the book about this guy and Reiner's all pilled on this guy, too. So, uh, boy, howdy. Um, 
foundation foundation built upon sand when it comes to this clown and what he's about. So yeah, so hopefully you'll enjoy all that. Hopefully you'll enjoy episode five. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you enjoy everything. Uh, happy New Year and all that good stuff. So Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you all in 2024 about how Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Catch you all later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.